Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This. Well, we testing? should actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Oh man, I eat. I've been eating too much Italian food. Really? Yeah, I just think. Like I'm trying to cut back on the carbs, and mm. um, I don't know. Like I just feel so bloated. Yeah. It feels Wait, so bloated. If you're cutting back on the carbs, you'd feel less bloated, wouldn't you? No, I think I think carbs make you more bloated. Like I just feel like. Yeah, no, carbs make you more bloated. So if you're cutting back on the carbs, no, I'm you trying feel... to cut back. On oh, carbs. so you're talking about your failure to, to cut do back so. on the carbs? Right, 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 right. That's the I thing. See. Like I just, I don't know. Like this weekend has been. Well, needless to say, like there's been a lot of carbs going in. A lot and, of carbs going in. Yeah, and I just don't feel You've like carbo loading. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I don't know, like because my diet has been really clean for the past month and a half now, yeah, and uh-huh. it's just it's just like now that I I just had like such a blowout of a weekend. It's like I feel like so slow. You just binged on all those carbs. Oh man, man just getting all those carbs. You just threw caution to the wind. <laughs> you started eating some linguine. You're like, man, you only live once. I'm gonna have some of this garlic bread. I just, I just sometimes a man just goes back to the things that he knows best, and you know, for me, it's like being disgusting a- Italian food. <laughs> Uh, I like your shirt, by the way. Thank you. I like yours. I mean, Ooh. I see. You, I'm sure all our longtime listeners remember that you were talking about getting an iron sometime back. And Indeed, I, I did. I see you did it. I, and you know what? I'm I tell. I'm not lying. I I, I stay stay by the statement that you really need to get an iron. Like it's changed. I mean, my, like your shirt thing. looks fine. Yeah, but, but it's wrinkly. But, it, but that's what I'm saying. Like once you iron it, it, it looks a lot like, better. I feel like I just bought a nice new shirt. You know what I mean? I like, see what you mean. Here's the thing. I know myself, David. If I buy an iron, yeah. I'm never gonna actually iron. The moment I said the same thing, but the moment but I bought an it's iron, like sitting there like and looking you see at it, you, you all like, you know like, what? I, I gotta I'm gonna do make it. a difference in the world in my in my appearance, <sighs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna iron my clothes. Like I see so many potentials. Not reaching their potential. A lot because, of wasted potential due to the wrinkles. Exactly. And and the, the crazy thing is you can find some pretty decent priced irons. You know, I'm sure you can. It's, yeah. it's not that. I mean, and to get the ironing board, I looked on Facebook Marketplace. I bought uh-huh. the ironing board. You bought an bucks. ironing board from Facebook? But honestly, Facebook Marketplace, like a lot of people give out ironing boards for free because they don't want oh, them wow. anymore because they don't get how ironing yeah. Oh, no, important. no, no. They're like... But te- yeah, check out Facebook um, Marketplace. Though. There's a lot of... I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Speaking of uh, male grooming. Yeah, so, I know. I know something's burning a hole in your back pocket with that hair right there <laughs> uh well thank you so i was uh so here's here's how the story starts so i'm at the gym uh something that i've someplace i frequent we talked about this in the last podcast oh, yeah. uh-huh. um and I'm, I'm trying to get my abs looking super toned right yeah uh-huh. so uh i'm just doing my lateral spins on the machine because uh-huh. i have a bad lower you. back and yeah. to me personally like i can't it's i've gotten better at being able to do sit-ups but uh-huh. i prefer having a machine to do yeah. to do some of that uh-huh. work for me so when I'm trying to work out, I'm trying to get into the zone, Tim. I, right? Oh, you got to get, gotta in that get zone. into the zone, like the danger zone. The I hear danger you. Zone. You're into it. And uh, so I, uh, I'm trying to get into my zone. I'm doing my laterals, and then there's these, this group of three guys, like at the ab lounge machine right next to oh, me. Oh yeah. And they're all alternating. There's, no, there's nothing ironing. wrong. There's nothing. They're ironing. No, no. There's no, they're miring you. What's that? They're miring oh, you. Oh yeah, you know it. I'm just you know, but. Uh, no, so I'm trying to get my workout done, and it's fine if you were with a group of people. But uh-huh. you know, it's interesting what type of conversations can come up with a bunch of th- bunch of men at a gym. Oh, so, I know. So the conversation of haircuts come about, which to me, I love talking about my haircut. Mm-hmm. I love talking about haircuts in general. I like talking about my male grooming technique. You know, that's kind of like I am like 
all about that sort of thing. However, these fellas were really vocal in trying to get one of their guy friends to go get a haircut with them. So (laughs) the conversation goes something like this. Yo, bro, 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 my hair boy, like the guy does my hair. Uh He... He knows what he's doing. He just he just spends he just how he touches me. Like where do you get haircut? Where do you get haircut? And the guy's like, uh, supercuts. He's like, no mm-hmm. man, no nah, man. We gotta set up a date. You and me, you and me together. Ooh. We gotta go to my bar. We gotta go get a date together. He's gonna I'm gonna hook you up. And, and the guy's like, oh yeah, ha ha. Like if you said that to me, I'll be all like, well, if you said that to me, it'd be a no, different story. But if I said that to you, you'd be through the roof. I'll be all like, oh my god, Timmy, we're getting a haircut together. It's so amazing. No, but we um this guy was obviously not happy he's like he's like one of those things one of those comments like oh yeah okay yeah, uh-huh. yeah. not too into not it not too into it but the guy's like no i'm serious we gotta go together and then he starts backing and like and he's again this is all wild he's doing his ab lounges <laughs> like it's like leaning oh, back yeah. and forth and uh so the, the guy feels like i feel like the, the the way that his friend was trying to get him to get a haircut was so coaxing like it uh-huh. was so so awkward anyhow so yeah, that's what goes on in the gym. But I was going to plan on getting a haircut anyhow. So I got a new hairstyle. I um, see it. it usually, I, I'm growing it out now. I'm trying to get a more of a Don Draper look from mm-hmm. Mad Men. You know, yeah. parting, at the, parting at the hairline. Yeah, I see the part. So I don't know. It's, just, it's something new. Uh, I got a lot of compliments so far from it. And, of course, I get my beard chiseled and my eyebrows did. I know you always do them eyebrows. Dude, I had a new girl do it uh, today, the other day because my girl wasn't there. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. You know, it was all right. I, think. Yeah. I don't think anyone in the world's ever going to notice yeah. at all about the, the specifications of my eyebrows. Yeah. Now, you know me, David. My hair situation is more tragic than yours. Tim, I swear by it. And I'm going to go back to what that conversation was like at the gym. You uh-huh. got to go to my boy. <laughs> you got to my boy. Know, Edwin not will much. hit you up. And you know what? He, he, he like After a haircut's done, he, he kind of gives you like a, like a nice little comment kiss. Like he says something hmm, like, he's like, he's like, um, Dave, uh, people are going to be asking you for your autograph because you look like a movie star. I'm like, oh, hmm. Ed, when you say that to all the boys. I have been thinking about doing something a little bold with this hair. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know. I Maybe I'm going to wait till the summer starts. Okay. I don't okay. have the confidence to do it before the That's summer. That's why I got this did. Exactly. Yeah. But maybe just get a number two and shave the whole thing, number two. It's going straight but, up bald. Well, I w- it's not like I'd shave with a razor, so I'm like bald, skin right, over. Right, right, right. But I'd get a number two, so like a very close buzz cut. Yeah, do it, whatever. I'll it's try it out. Back. I'll but try I, it. I promise you, if you actually go to a barber uh-huh. and say, what can you do for me? How can we make this into something? And they're going to probably say, grow it out. Don't no, they're it. not going to say grow it out. Yeah, what, what can I grow out? Nothing grows out. You can, yeah, you can actually. Probably, the top doesn't grow out. That that is not as that is not as thick as it's going to get. Yeah, it is. No way. This is as thick as it's going to get. No, it's not. Yes, it is. All right. The point is, is that this would be this would be better radio if the if the read the listeners could see <laughs> the readers. We're talking about <laughs> viewing and, re- and listening and reading now. What the hell? They're just imagining what the you, hair might a, look. Go like. to a male barber. Stop with your cheap supercuts. I pay my boy. Uh, let's say it's like thirty five. Thirty is like twenty five for the haircut. Sometimes okay. I pay him 30, 35 for the tip. Uh, I get my eyebrows done for ten dollars. All right, tip. all right. It's like male grooming is important. I don't know. That's just my, you know, professional opinion. Speaking about a professional opinions, okay. Uh, some crazy stuffs going on with the FBI. So big what's time going stuff. On? Big time stuff. The readers may or not. I mean, at wow. this point, what listeners? The listeners. This is the not listeners. A book. I know the <laughs> listeners at this point probably book, have though. heard something. So Donald Trump fired James Comey. Yep. James Comey is the um, head of the FBI. Yep. And this is blown up into a pretty gigantic news story. And I mean, since we're sort of a current events podcast in some sense, something like that, we got to address it a little bit. Okay, fair so enough. So the idea is, so why did Trump fire James Comey? Obviously, the conspiracy theory is it's because the FBI has been investigating the supposed links between Trump and Russia, 
And so Trump wanted to get rid of him, and this is some kind of right, obstruction right, of right. justice, blah, blah, blah. Let me ask you, David. Yes. Do you buy this whole Trump-Russia conspiracy <sighs> thing? God, I just, you know, honestly, in the back of my head, I just feel like Hillary Clinton is, it has a bunch of puppet strings, and uh-huh. she's just trying to figure out another way to get back into oh, politics. Yeah, yeah like, that's it. I, I, I feel like I feel like it was, it was it's almost like, remember that one time when Obama won the primary? Yeah. And then he uh-huh. sat down in the park with Hillary? Uh-huh. At the end of that election cycle, mm-hmm. and it was all—it was eerily, it was just very eerily scary in the sense that, like, what are they talking about? She's probably saying, "Listen, this could be a very difficult." She's probably period. saying, "Listen, Brock, I got this barber. You got to check him out. We got to go sometime, okay? You're going to be in the White House. Bill used to use him. His name's Eduardo. He, he works miracles." And Barack's like, hmm, yes, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give that a shot. America needs a miracle. It needs hope. <laughs> America needs hair. hope. I heard an interesting fact about Barack Obama, actually, What's with his that? haircut. Uh-huh. Uh, so, supposedly, this is, the story, this is how the story goes, at least in his early presidency. He would he would fly out his barber from Chicago. I think you told me this once upon a time. Maybe, but He'd I can't remember. He'd fly out his barber from Chicago uh-huh. each week out of his own personal expense wow. for him to cut his hair. Now, I, again... You, uh, listeners, you can fact check me on this, but like that was the story. And honestly, it kind of sounds like something I would probably. It sounds do. like something you would you definitely. Know, I, do. I would say like if there was a guy who I knew could make me look like a million freaking bucks, you'd fly him to the White I House. I would fly him if to you the were White president. House. And God, that would just be a story and a half to tell if you were the barber. Like, yeah, yeah I cut I cut the commander of chief's hair every freaking week. You know. So me, I don't buy the Trump Russia thing. All right, at, back, back to the Trump at all. Right, I mean, right. I've spent a lot of time reading into this. Okay, and I think there's no good evidence whatsoever. The main bit of evidence is that, you know, the um, the idea is Russia hacked the DNC servers. You know how uh, on all of Hillary Clinton's emails right. got out. It showed she was conspiring with the DNC against Bernie Sanders. So the idea is that's what the Russians hacked at the behest of Donald Trump. First of all, it makes no sense because it wasn't really that big of a deal. No one really said, oh, I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Oh, now because of these emails, I'm not. Makes no sense at all. Correct. Also, you know, the FBI, no government agency ever examined the DNC servers. Hmm. The report, like the reason why the idea is that it was Russia who hacked the DNC servers. Right. It was just a private security firm that the DNC hired to look at the servers. And that was their report. The FBI, the CIA, they didn't look at any of this. It's just some private company called CyberStrike or something like (laughs) that. CyberChase. CyberStrike. CyberChase was a show from CBS. Really? PBS. Yeah, it was about, what was it? It was about math. Hmm. It's called CyberChase. Sorry, go on. So here's my grand theory of the Trump-Russia conspiracy. All right. All right, everyone. Listeners, this is this is Tim's breaking breaking some news here. This is very learned material, right? right here. Okay, so you me. know at the beginning us, of, of the Trump campaign, right? Yep. Like the political establishment elites did not like Donald Trump Correct. at the beginning, Correct. right? Correct. Correct. He was talking about all these things that was gonna um, go contrary to their interests. For sure. For sure. Ending trade deals, ending immigration, yep. Yep. walking back our expansionary foreign policy. Mm-hmm. You know, ruining not ruining, but greatly differing our entire, you know, national security foreign policy outlook, right? Right. Obviously, they didn't like this. Mm -hmm. So my idea is the elites concocted this idea to undermine Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. this Russian conspiracy. It had some, you know, legal ramifications. Right, right. If they wanted to, they could probably plant evidence that was very incriminating, which government agencies like this do all the time. Mm -hmm. So this was like their... Listen to this. Uh, their Trump card against uh, Donald Trump. Ah, uh, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So this was their Trump card against Donald Trump. Gotcha. Now, 
that Trump's president, yep. basically he's not really doing anything you talked about, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not tearing up trade deals. We're not walking back our foreign policy. Right. We're not screwing up NATO's the NATO. There. Exactly. He's not doing anything you talked about, anything, right? Did he talk about North Korea at all? A little bit. But the but point is, is... But he's really doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this stuff he talked about that the elites didn't want him to do, right. he's not going to do, right. right? So now the elites who concocted this scheme are like, okay, we don't need to worry about Trump. He's on our side now. We got him in the bag. So forget it. The Russia thing played its course. It made him, you know, more congenial towards us. It undermined his independence. So we don't need to worry about it anymore. Gotcha. But since they put that idea out there, the Democratic opposition seized on it. Mm -hmm. So although the elites who concocted this idea and right. disseminated it at first, right. since they don't have any use for it, even though they don't have any use for it right. anymore, there are still wheels spinning independently right. of them right, right. from the Democratic establishment right. who have taken a hold of it mm -hmm. and trying to run with it, even though the people who concocted it, their original reason for doing so is no longer in effect. So what's the end game? The, there is no end game anymore. The end game is if Trump didn't bend to the elite's will, they would have used this against him to do everything they can to get him out legally, right? Right. Plan incriminating evidence, try to impeach him, yada, yada. For sure. They don't need to do that anymore. That's not going to happen. So there's no end game. But since the idea is out there, there are still wheels spinning independently so from people who heard about it. Right. And they're trying to run with it for some kind of end game. But since the people who concocted it aren't behind it anymore, there is no end game. It's just right, wheels so spinning independently. From an, it was remnants exactly. from a conspiracy to take down Trump. But now exactly. Uh, he's not doing anything catastrophic. Correct. Now the copycats are going after yeah. like the bottom feeders are just trying yes, to exactly. the rest of it. That's huh? my reading so you, of so you it. you think this is going to blow over? Though. Absolutely. So now you know every news agency is comparing this to our favorite guy, the Tricky Dick, Dick, Tricky Dick Nixon. Oh, right, 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 right. Everyone's saying, "Oh, this is Trump's Watergate," and now everyone's talking about Richard Nixon. <laughs> Watergate. Because Richard Nixon. Oh, I love he it. actually. I, I love. I love, I love Nick. Yeah. I love him. Nick. Nick. Nick Rick. Nixon. Dick. No, no, I love Dick. It's Richard. Yeah, I love Tricky I think, Dick. I, I just think, yeah, Richard, R Ricky. I don't think it was Dick. Tricky Dick. No, I know his. I, I know his nickname was Tricky Dick. I'm trying to say, what did what did people call him endearingly? Tricky <laughs> I don't Dick. Think tricky Dick was the name. Yeah, Tricky Dick. Tricky Dick. I doubt that. I okay. remember in the mid, no, was it high school? Uh -huh. High school, we had like this creative writing course, and we had to like. You wrote a short story about Richard Nixon. I wrote, I wrote a letter to Nixon thanking him for his. For I mean, he was long dead since then. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. It was like write a letter to somebody you admire, or blah blah blah. blah even if they're not. And you chose Richard Nixon. I, I don't know why I chose Richard. I I, I know why because I, I actually do like the guy. Uh, he opened up uh, uh, the West uh, to China, China. Uh -huh. um, which actually, in a, in a political standpoint, was extremely smart because what it did was it separated the communist countries. Yes. Yeah, so, well, Russia and China already hated each other and at that point. Chose... But it further marginalized exactly. Russia. We on the played main... that yeah. card uh -huh. very well. And it brought and them, so... eventually it brought them into the capitalist For sure. Board. And now China is what it is today. Like, uh -huh. um, I would definitely... Stealing all our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, <No>. Nick. <laughs> Dick. Um, I, I remember hearing a, a little, like, documentary about how the Nixons went to China with their, with their family. Uh -huh. Did and... he bring the dog? I don't know if they brought... You know that was, dog, was his, right? Was his name Benny? No, I forget. Go ahead. Anyhow, so like the Chinese obviously were trying to show off the culture and all these things to the family. And um, 
in one of the outings, um, there was a bunch of scuba divers, hmm. and they would scuba dive, and then they would pick up sh- uh, clamshells, and then uh-huh. open them up in front of the Nixon children, or Nixon entourage, uh-huh. and there were pearls in them. And hmm. I think Nixon's wife said something like, this is something you'll never, ever see again. Like they, She was just amazed by the, the fact of luxury that can be shown in that situation, because China had been completely foreign yeah. and, and, and shut off, I think, since what? It was... Um, Mao 45 yeah, yeah it, was, it was taken like it was completely I mean there was Shanghai and uh-huh. um, not Shanghai Hong Kong Hong, Hong, Kong. Kong. Hong Kong was owned by the Brits and I think uh-huh. it was relinquished have, to the to the Chinese and Macau Macau I think was right. in Portugal so so again as I said like Nixon um, for better or for worse I feel like was a really good president in, mm-hmm. in a lot of manners in a lot of ways I think he also got us out of uh, Vietnam no. Vietnam he did he got us out yeah, of he Vietnam. got us out of Vietnam he, took he was advantage. very progressive economically more so than people think he had a sort of universal health care proposal. Huh. Actually, what Obamacare is, is very similar to what Nixon proposed. No freaking f- That's what I'm saying. Like, I think, again, I think he's really, in history, miss... I think, I think miss, you know... He was demonized yeah, because he was actually a threat to the elites. So that's why they kicked well, him it's, out. It's interesting. I mean, too, look, every he, president does some stuff, right? Yeah, yeah right, like, right. If, if you wanted to get the legal apparatus to charge a president with something to the extent that it could actually kick them out of office. Right. If the legal apparatus wanted to do that, right. every single president, they could have done it For too. sure. No, not a it question. depends on whether they run with it or not. For sure. And with Nixon, they ran. They chose to run with it. They chose to run with it. And, um, you know, I think after the fall of Richard Nixon, I, I, I hear stories about how people um, lost faith in the presidency like afterwards. Yeah, and then uh-huh. Ford obviously came into power like uh-huh. through through the means that happened and he parted Nixon. Like it, it pretty much made Republicans unelectable for about 10 years. I think uh-huh. the next one was what, Reagan? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was only... After Ford, it was Carter, which was just four oh, years. Yeah, and then yeah. we had Reagan. Yeah. So, so it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't all that long. You're right, you're right. Out. I just I think Carter's pregnancy... Pregnancy. <laughs> Carter's pregnancy. <laughs> His presidency was too long. Um, oh, another fun fact about Richard Nixon. So I think he also grew up from humble means as well. Oh, very much so, yes. Um, I, he did become a lawyer, though, I, I believe. Yeah, he, I that's what it he was. attained success. Um, but it, he always had this quippy thing. He was actually... Uh, he was accepted into Harvard or some high-end school like that. I think it was Harvard, but couldn't go because he couldn't pay for it yeah like he was a very very intelligent talented person that's the thing so but this, he was from very humble means and that's the thing it's interesting because he he had a story he always used to say in his speeches about how when he was a child mm-hmm. his math teacher had a one problem at the beginning of the, of the year okay uh-huh. and the math problem was extremely difficult and, and arduous and probably unable for a kid if there's three hotel do. rooms and five burglars how do you <laughs> well that he would have probably gotten the answer yeah. wrong, right yeah so he stayed up all night tra- and, uh, to get this math problem right um, because if he had, he would be getting an A for the whole year. And oh, wow. So in a pedagogical standpoint, terrible, terrible technique on uh-huh. behalf of the teacher because then you're there. Well, I mean, if it, if it gives you a Richard Nixon, who can, who can complain? For, sure enough. Long story short, he did actually solve the problem within one night. Wow. And he got the A for the whole course. What a guy. Another interesting fact is he had to use cue cards. In all his speeches. In his speeches? Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, I know teleprompting is very common now, and I'm sure uh-huh. to a degree it was then. But mm-hmm. for him, he needed to have cue cards. And I know in a lot of, like, elocution lessons and a yes. lot of, like, public speaking, you know, classes, they Oratory. say, don't use cue cards. But personally, hmm. I don't know. I'm the type of guy, I like having an itinerary in front of me or something it like that. It can work. Like, Whenever I have to publicly speak, I never use cue cards. Well, I mean, we don't have cue cards when we're doing this. We're just doing it off the top of our heads. That's right. Off the dome. But, you know, I think, too, at the same time, though, if I if I feel like if I'm in front of more people, you know, we could always pr- post-produce this. I mean, if we're, do, if we're doing it live, it's different. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like I personally need that. And I think a lot of people who do have... 
Uh, I think fear of public speaking do it as well. I don't yeah. know. I just I just found I don't have a fear of public speaking, but I just always found that, that was an interesting aspect of it. But regardless, back to Nixon. Yeah. So this, this this controversy with Trump is being compared to Nixon. But then again, I think anytime there's a huge controversy, it's all compared. To it's Nixon. all compared to Nixon because that was the first. I think that was the first. We're decidedly a post Nixon nation. Everything that happens in America is seen through the lens of Richard Nixon. <laughs> Ooh, another fun fact. I, I know okay. we're jumping back in fun facts. So Richard Nixon went against JFK uh-huh. originally. Yeah. So, uh-huh. And he lost, and JFK won. Yeah. And JFK had won the presidency, and obviously with the assassination attempt, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Lyndon, Lyndon B. Johnson, I think, uh-huh. took yeah. the, took office afterwards, yep. and then it was Nixon. Correct. So when Nixon did eventually win his second running, okay, uh-huh. he you know, went through his presidency and then when he was in the impeachment process, one mm-hmm. of the stewards that were taking care of like, the servants within the halls and whatnot uh-huh. saw Nixon the day before his impeachment pissed drunk, like just totally uh, wait, wasted. Nixon was, was drunk? Complete, yeah, Nixon was completely wasted. I can and imagine. He, and, he, and he walked to each and every presidential picture uh-huh. and started talking to each picture uh-huh. and he spent the most amount of time with, with Abraham Lincoln okay. and then LBJ. Huh. And what he was telling LBJ was this. This is your fault. If I had won, I would have been the best president. Yeah. This is your fault for, mm-hmm. for my design. Crazy stuff. Why would it be I mean? LBJ's fault? It should Not be LBJ, Kennedy's JFK, fault. JFK, JFK, JFK. Okay, JFK. He's in JFK's yeah. picture just blaming him like, this is your fault. I should uh-huh. have won the presidency. Uh, it was actually a very close election. Well, like, they, I think it might have been the closest ever. It was incredibly close. Well, they say that um, because of the, the his oratory ability, Nixon's oratory ability uh-huh. was much more refined than JFK's. But JFK was a pretty boy. He was more attractive because that was one of the first elections, if not the first election, that with was the televised, more televised debate. with a televised debate. And Nixon mm-hmm. didn't look... He was sweating. He looked gamey. Uh-huh. Versus Nixon, he had makeup on. He looked like Nixon. He looked. I mean, he looked. I mean, excuse me. JFK had makeup on because JFK was of the upper echelon elite. Oh yeah, big he kind of knew how that game worked. Versus mm-hmm. Nixon, I mean, I can say this about myself. I need to learn. I I've kept on learning how to stylize myself, given what you know the uh-huh. things that I because because to me, like I've always thought an old pair of shoes were fine, but uh-huh. you know. But now I see you no longer hold that opinion. I, I, I love Steve Madden boots; they're they're beautiful. But no, I think it's also too it's just your upbringing. If you weren't used to this sort of type of like environment, you're not going to be able to more, more execute it in that certain way. And that's why certain people that once they hit a certain part of their lives need to start dressing the part. Or people yeah. speaking about aqueous substances. Um, hmm. I think I don't know if I like where this is going to go. <laughs> No, uh, so one of our viewers uh, on our Patreon account uh-huh. submitted a, a, a donation, and we want to we want to thank him. And one of the donation levels that he had clicked was uh, to be able to, as a reward, have a topic to be discussed here on the podcast, uh-huh. and that was the whitewashing of uh, Hollywood. Okay, so actually, I find this topic personally. I know very you care about this a lot. Well, I don't. I have opinions, but I don't care. So since you care, let's hear it. So the premise is this. So Hollywood has had a really bad history of casting individuals of non-white uh, dis- uh, uh, compl- uh, complexion or descent or what have you, of eth- ethnicity. Hmm. And that, that that's a matter of fact. I mean, let's be honest here. There aren't many movies out there you know that are highly produced by hollywood that stars individuals who aren't white i mean we can definitely say now in the modern era we're getting a little better about it but uh-huh. even look at the i think it was the the the, the oscars two years ago it was uh-huh. like what was it? it was like um what was what do they call that like the white gate or race gate or something like 
Sounds like something they'd call it. So it was well, you know, it's, again, back to Nixon. It's like uh-huh. everything's exactly like, it's like everything's eight. Nixon. Uh, so no, but th- there was there was an issue about how there weren't enough representation or or or, or uh, you know accol- acc- accolades for, indiv- okay. for movies that have uh, non-white actors. Uh-huh. So one thing though, I will say is the idea that a it is kind of messed up that we are in a, in, in, in supposedly in a post-racial society, uh-huh. but yet the majority of these actors are are white, you know, and. The population in America is becoming less and less white, and uh-huh. it just makes me wonder. You know, are 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 we trying to continue the same you know process of just whitewashing and saying that no, 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 we're still white. America's still white, guys. Like mm-hmm. it, it, we're not going to represent you guys otherwise. So that's point one. Point two is for Hollywood production companies to cast nine white individuals for. Uh, excuse me, white individuals for non-white parts. Like to me, I find that distasteful. So, for example, one of the early examples that people give out is for the movie Catch Twenty Two. Um, Catch Twenty Two. Yeah, Catch Twenty Two. Okay, it's like a nineteen fifties movie. Uh, is it about the book Catch Twenty Two? Because those people were pretty white in that book. No, there was there's a scene in there where there, uh, or was it was it the Manchurian Candidate? Either one. Very okay. old movies. So uh-huh. long story short, one of those two movies had a, a, a character who was of, uh, of Asian descent, mm-hmm. but it was casted to a white woman, and uh-huh. you should just saw the makeup design on that. It was just oh, like, yeah. they, they, they made her eyes like you know more slanted in the sense okay. of the makeup design. Well, back in the 40s, there probably 40s weren't all that, Asian, all that many here. Asian actors. Let, let's be honest. There weren't that many here. Asians okay, let's in general. Modern, let's go to a modern production. Let's okay? go to a modern production. Netflix's Marco Polo. Marco Polo. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all listeners. So they casted all the Asians no, as no, white no, no, people? No, 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 no. It's not even that. It's not even that. So there were... Okay, so this is a modern rendition of Marco Polo, which, to be honest with you, is like the oldest white man goes to Asia story in history. Like, or maybe it's not in history, but the point is, it's Marco Polo was this Italian traveler uh-huh. supposedly who was a merchant, and then he wound up in Went all in, around, in, in yeah. China, and then from there uh, he came back to Italy, and then someone wrote his story. It's, uh-huh. It sounds very romantic. There was uh, there was a Silk Road, you know, there was traveling uh-huh. to China yeah. at the time. Uh, but a lot of our first and glimpses, and honestly, are from, Marco are, are from yeah. Marco Polo's supposed writings, and a lot of the origins of Orientalism derive from his writings because uh-huh. he was considered the baseline or the, the starting point of that sort of dictation of traveling. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to blame it all on this Italian guy. Okay, but I'm going to say I'm fine with blaming it on the Italian guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay s- with that. So uh, the Netflix series of Marco Polo was a rendition of that story, um, but there were a lot of casting of um, Asian actors, which is great. I mean, I, I, I myself even said it when the production was done and uh-huh. watched the whole thing. Like that was, if anything, good because you're putting out more roles in, in, in a, to a Western audience. However, uh-huh. back to the idea of Orientalism, that I mean, and I get it. They were trying to Netflix is trying to be more like HBO, like kind of like how Game of Thrones is with hypersexualization of women, etc. Uh-huh. But to me, with the amount of background history of the time period, they had chose to pretty much disregard all of that and just put a bunch of nude uh, females of Asian descent as if they were some nymphomaniacs. They were portraying the culture and perpetuating that same sort of of of, of uh, hypersexualization of the Asian culture, which we can 
arguably say that in America, we don't... Well, what was the context of this hypersexualization? Well, the, the argument... If Marco the, Polo the, visited a brothel, a brothel well, that, for example... Well, that's the argument, though. That's the argument. Then, They're of saying, course... Well, well, brothels this, and then, you know, most women were and considered I sex you, slaves that. But is that the emphasis we want? Is it really, honestly... Like, I, guarantee long, you Mar- the, I guarantee you Marco Polo visited a lot of brothels. Regardless, is that, I'm not watching a show about Marco Polo so I can see something, some, something like this that you could see on Cinemax, okay? Uh-huh. Like, I don't go to Netflix to see something like that. I actually wanted to see some some sustainable... So it was just all sex. That was Marco Polo. Yeah. It was just all sex, yeah. really. I haven't seen it. But it's, it was yeah, just it's, all it's, sex. It's awful. It's awful. And it's just, I just feel like there's... And, it, and it's, the fact of the matter is this. There is less acting roles for people of non-white descent. Well, there's less non-white people. No. We have established that America is nearly 50% non-white now. That is a fact. Now, yeah. of, of that 50%, they're not all of one particular race. Uh-huh. Caucasian Americans are still the majority in that respect. Yeah. However, the demographics of America is rapidly changing. And as a matter of fact, there are less uh, uh, birth rates for individuals who are white. The po- it doesn't, you know, honestly, it doesn't even matter what the true and real specific statistic is. You know, there is, a, there, there is right now just a, a whitewashing of Hollywood where that's the face of everything. You know mm. what I mean? And I don't know. For me personally, I... I'm sick of seeing it. I'm sick. I mean, there's that whole Brad Pitt movie with the Great Wall where, again, what white was guy, that? Okay, okay. I'll summarize it. You can see a theme here, ladies okay. and gentlemen. White guy goes to Asia, saves uh-huh. the world. Let's okay. do another one. Uh, let's Remember do the Last one. Samurai? Didn't last, we see that in the samurai. theaters? White guy goes to Asia, saves, saves the, the world. world. Okay. okay, let's do another. Three ninjas. White guy goes to Asia, saves the world. Karate Kid. White guy goes to Asia, saves the world. Okay, not, well, wait, wait, wait. if Karate you're making Karate Kid, a- Karate Kid that, I'm talking about the one from the 80s, not the new one with the Will Smith's kid What's, and Jackie Chan. Black guy goes to Asia, saves Black the guy world. Black guy goes to Asia. No, is that better? No, That's it's better? not. Because first off, Jackie Chan's Chinese. He's not Japanese. So it wouldn't okay. be Karate Kid. If anything, it would have been Kung Fu Kid. But wasn't it, uh, what's his name? Wasn't that Will Smith's son in that? Yeah, Jabin. Like, okay. he, he's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I, freaking, I didn't watch the movie because of the technicality, and that's why it really ticked me off. Like, there are specific reasons. If, I, I don't watch specific movies. Uh-huh. Another one, Wolverine. Okay. Uh, what was it called? I think it was, just, was it just called Wolverine? No. It was Logan? Called, no. Anyways, there's a there, in in one of the movies of Wolverine, he goes, uh-huh. white guy goes to Asia, saves the world. Okay. Like I just, I just, I don't. I'm just, I'm so sick of it. I'm so. Well, over I mean, if you're it. making, like, I'm a white if, guy. I if get you're it, making but... a movie for the American audience, Ugh. our Asian population is pretty small. Yeah, I get it's it. It's just but... about marketing to people who are gonna buy to see your thing. Well, it, I, I, th- th- well, th- no, you are completely, completely right. And but, believe me, but what China, what, what, what China sw- messes up with the demographics of marketing movies like crazy. No, I get it. No, I totally get. It. But what I'm saying is, is that you know, I'm not saying it's right. Like, I get why they're doing it. They're trying to make money, but that does. But what it does is it's perpetuating the wrong pattern in Hollywood to do such things. Oh, another See, one. Wait. Okay, wait, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go Sorry, guys. I could literally name off a million of these movies. New movie, Ghost in the Shell. Uh-huh. Uh, who's playing? Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but okay. is but, okay in but, this but, in this but, production. But, is it portrayed as being in Japan? Yes. Like she's portrayed yes. as a Japanese person. Well, to be fair, the mangaka never specified her ethnicity. Uh-huh. To be fair, the whole she's a the, robot, isn't okay, she? To, to be fair, she is a robot. Okay. To be fair, the whole premise is the whitewashing of, of robots in Hollywood. <laughs> No, the premise of that movie's like existential meaning is that what uh-huh. is it to be a person? What is self? Uh-huh. Like, are we all just 
ghosts in a shell. Our bodies are just outwardly nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, most of the Japanese audience didn't care that she wasn't Japanese. Yeah. They were actually preferred that the fact that she wasn't portrayed by an individual who was not Japanese, but was white, but wasn't any other type of Asian. Because then that would tick them off. They, if it was oh, Chinese-Korean, yeah. they would have flipped the lid. Oh, you know big I mean? time. Uh, so... But again, like I don't know, would, would it have been that difficult to find? A, a, uh, ooh, Kill Bill is another one. Uh, <laughs> although that was a great movie, only because Quentin Tarantino is a brilliant director. Uh, well, here's the thing. Here's something that belies the entire basis of complaining about this. Right? Oh, okay. So the idea of this whole postmodern academic media study stuff, oh, whitewashing, oh, correct racial representation, yada mm-hmm, yada, mm-hmm. is that if the media portrays things in a certain light by, you know, whitewashing and undermining the representation of any ethnic group, let's say Asians in this case, then that will hurt that ethnic group. Like, there's a reason that these things are bad, and it's because, you know, the pervasive effect of the media on culture and general social social consciousness will hurt the prospects of this ethnic group that is being underrepresented, represented poorly, whatever have you, right? So what belies that is obviously the fact that in America, Asians are spectacularly successful. So it's clear this stuff doesn't actually matter. Actually, no. It's interesting that you say that because it depends on how they came to America. Uh-huh. There's this – actually, in my grad studies, um, I read an article about how it if it was – um, um, a non um, I forget the specific term for it but let's for example say if an individual came to America not by choosing but because of either escaping from a war torn area or going from an impoverished place to a next because we're doing some programs uh-huh. or even for domestic violence reason or whatever if they are t- rooted for outrooted or uprooted from their country mm-hmm. to America regardless of whether they're Asian uh, Hispanic African it does not matter if that is the case and to do this uh that they are just uh they are not statistically likably to be having success in america given that root uprooting happened to be such ways now however the situation changes if let's say a, a person comes to the country uh through um tr- not traditional means but through um um What's the word I'm looking for? They did so because they wanted to go, I guess you say. Yeah, Let's say immigrating. Father and mother came immigrating. To immigrating. But That's no, the word you're no, looking for. No, 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 no. But voluntary, ver- voluntary immigration. Okay. They did so voluntarily for like yeah. job prospects or whatever. Mm-hmm. And their chances of success are much higher because they feel less – what's the word? Um, uh not argumentative. They feel less um, adversarial. Adversarial to the situation. Okay, but even it. then, if you look at the descendants, those who are born here, Asians born in America, do very significantly better than white people born well, in America. Well, again, I would like to look at the data. This overall, year. no, I would. I would there, say I'm sure I there's would, subgroups, but okay, would, overall, the, the that's Hmong, not a controversial the, the statement. Among people, the Hmong, Hmong people. people. Okay, I, I, the, they're notoriously underrepresented in the sense of how they have, you know, gone through the stripes as an Ameri- as Americans. Mm-hmm. Once they were taken from Vietnam from um, uh, from the war, because it was a reward for helping us try to fight the Viet Cong uh, the, or the communists at the time, and we brought them over when we failed to you know make good with our promises to to take care of the country. Um, and there's a lot of impoverished individuals. There's the Philippine uh, Filipino. Um, 
uh, gangs. Uh, there are Cambodian gangs in Philadelphia. Um, there's a lot of... I, I just don't think a blanket statement that, quote-unquote, all Asians in America have a better success rate Well, no, than, it does work as a blanket statement. Does, there's exceptions, but there's always exceptions to every statement. I, as I a blanket statement, it's true. I don't think it's so much true. has to do with the race. I don't think it has to do with race rather than how they... How were they... How did they come to America and the economic abilities that they had Okay, but the here. fact is Asians in general do much better than average in America, so it totally belies the idea that this media representation is harming their prospects in any sense. Well, let's say this then. Let's agree that let's agree to disagree on that standpoint whether or not they're coming in and being successful and successful or not. If we then were to say fine, even with their wealth that they're gaining or what have you, hmm. hypersexualization of any certain type of person or race uh -huh. is counter to being able to assimilate them as part of the American populace because now you're looking at them more as objects rather than people. And there's no question. No, I don't think the there's one, any. No, the, when I was doing this research about this, the number one uh, searched uh, inventory for pornographic nature for on the internet in, in America uh -huh. is is for Asian pornography. You know, that says something about our our country that there's a hypersexualization at least for the Asian population. And I for one think the media has a big part to play I don't in think that. So, and not I, really. I completely agree so because the fact of the matter is that the majority of the time when you see an individual of Asian descent in there, okay, there are stereotypical tropes that are portrayed for them. But when have you seen a, a successful actor, a successful character in a movie who was just plain old Joe, American who was Asian or you know African American or Hispanic without having stereotypical tropes put upon them like when have you every time you cast somebody like a lot uh -huh. of times these movies that cast these characters they're playing the the token you know character there you know what I mean there because yeah I get it because people want to buy that people a white audience is what enjoys seeing that but mm. you know I, I think there is an underlining issue to that whole microcosm in general I mean like look for another example I just read an article that said that uh, since 2008 to 2014 the increase has been by over 50% of teenagers going into mental health facilities for suicidal or depressive tendencies, okay? The question is, why is that, okay? And I honestly believe, you know, based upon what I read the article and just thinking about it in general, I think that the reason for this is, A, one, I think mental health is put under the rug in America, and I think having mental health issues is, is seen as a detriment to a person, rather than something that we as a society should help treat and take care of. And two, I think social media, and I, no, I'm not going to be like, oh, social media, social no, media. No, it's social media probably. But, but social media, it's social media. And, 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 and the way in which uh, people and the image of what a person needs to be in America to be happy is over you know, emphasized. You need to be beautiful. You need to be rich. You need to look this. You need to do that. And I think that that... 24-hour bombardment now that we have cell phones with advertisements. It used to be we had radio, maybe television, and maybe some billboards, but now we can't escape this microcosm. And, and, and again, as I said, you're, not, you're only as valuable as your how many followers you have on, on your Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, that's true, but it has nothing to do with any sort of underrepresentation hurting Asians as a general group. No, no, no. Group. I'm just saying in general that society... In general, what you're saying is true. Yes. And what I'm saying, society in general and, and, and the marketing that's going on is being pervasive. And whether we're going to go on the angle of whether or not there's a whitewashing in Hollywood or if there is a representation against individuals who don't fit social norms, and that is, again, just an example of how the, 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 the misdeeds of, uh, of commercialism are affecting, you know, many different populations such as 
uh, in, uh, teenagers um, going to mental health facilities. No, you're right I mean, about that. You're right about I mean, the general media and especially social media yeah. harming the development, especially of young people. You're right about that, but that's a totally separate issue. No, I agree. I'm just I was just using it as an example. Okay, Timmy. I said I read it, I read another article. Okay, I wanted, I, I, I you finally you, you read an article, so you wanted to bring that up. Well, I, 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 I read one this week. And you, that was you, no. per, you personally. I don't. No, believe I'm talking that. about you. No, I've like, read. I've, I read an article this week. You're going to hear about it. I've read plenty of articles. I think. Right. I think. You know. I think too. You know. I don't think people read enough articles anymore. No, they don't. I think. I think. I so, read many articles. Um. I, I. How many do you read? How many do you read a week? Actually. Oh. I don't, what do you What do you mean by an article? Like uh, even like a news story? Yeah. As an, oh. Hundreds, it's too much. No way, you don't read hundreds Probably. of news articles a week. Yeah, I would think so. Definitely. What What in your two, top three main sources? Um, so there's a great blog called Naked Capitalism. It has a great daily link section. Mm -hmm. um, there's a good blog, Marginal Revolution, by um, um, an academic, sort of a libertarian bent, but a good source of information. Stumbling and Mumbling is a really good blog that focuses on economics <laughs> and, and especially um, what's it called? UK politics. Okay. Vox EU, uh, V O X E U, mm -hmm. is a great economic source. That's um, it's pretty um, pretty policy heavy, but not like super technical. So you have to know something to read it. Right, it's right. not like you have to be a practicing academic. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's others. I have a number of sources I go through throughout the day. Hmm. My main go-to is BBC. I actually, they, they, it's straight to the point. It's it's more it's like if you just want to know like the basic. Like if you want to scratch the surface, right. Don't go to BBC. If you just want to basically keep up with the basics of what's happening, yeah. it's okay. I mean, BBC, I mean, because again, I, I honestly don't feel like I have the time to really delve into it. Like, I remember I had like an old job back when I was like, you know, my early 20s. Uh -huh. um, I could just whip out a freaking New York Times and just read it for the rest of the shift uh -huh. and just be all like, whatevs. But yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Tim, it was a pleasure having you over today. Yes, indeed, as always. And uh, uh, listeners, I, I hope you enjoyed uh, this uh, week's podcast. Uh, I would just like to remind all of you uh, to check out some of our social media. Uh, if you want to look at our Facebook page, it's uh, the Tim and Dave Show podcast. Uh, give us a like, subscribe. Uh, each week we put up a teaser clip, or at least we try, uh, to the YouTube channel uh, that we also have, which is the Tim and Dave Show podcast. Uh, if you would like to uh, uh, be able to sponsor us on Patreon, that would be much appreciated. It's uh, our Patreon account is uh, an account that allows for viewers to to donate monies uh, once a month or or every month. And each uh, time you, you do that, there's a certain level of prizes that you get. Like this week, we had a, a, a viewer who who gave us a donation that would then he would give us a topic to address, and we'd uh, we'd, we'd run with it. And we'd love love to have that um, your support for that. But if you can't do that, that's perfectly fine. Get the word out for us if you could. Tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, Tim and I do. This this just out of our uh, own inclination of like to jab and talk, and this is what we do. Um, but we would love for everyone to uh, to spread the word. If you have any comments or any suggestions on the podcast, please go to our social media page on Facebook. Uh, give us what, tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, this is uh, this is a pleasure for us to have you uh, listen to us. Indeed, this is Tim, and this is Dave. This is the Tim and Dave Show. Take care, everyone.